everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, a podcast where we two enthusiasts talk about two things we really, really enjoy, coffee and geek culture. We do. Uh, we're coming up on 20 episodes, too, which is kind of crazy to think about. It like, is. This is episode 19. This is episode 19. We're having a good time. We hope you are, too. Obviously, you found us in some manner or another on one medium or another, uh, but we're available on multiple. John, give us the rundown. Where can How can everybody find us and how can they connect with us? Yeah, so if you're watching us online, you clearly found us on YouTube. Hi. Um, but we're also on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all over the podcast universe world. You can find us on Instagram at coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes. We're on the Facebook and the Twitter. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at supers, S-U-P-E-R-S, at coffeeandcapes.com. Um, I think that's it. We got a website coming, guys. So keep an eye out for that uh, if you are interested. I don't know where I was going with that thought. I really don't know. I'm sorry. I've not had enough coffee this morning. Speaking of coffee, Dave. Yeah, before I'm still distracted by the idea of Universe World. That sounds like a cool theme park where the, it's all like science astronomy stuff. <laughs> yes, Universe World. And all, all of the all the like all the narration is done by old tracks of Carl Sagan. No. No, Mr. Spock. And billions of years ago. Mr. Spock and uh, so Leonard Nimoy and Morgan yeah. Freeman. That's much better. That's a much Do better choice. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. yeah. We just have to figure out. Can we throw some James Earl Jones in there? Yeah, of course. But all he does is breathe in the background. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, that, and they just, that's the noise. Like, when you're in the bathroom, that's all you hear. And there's that's little speakers like let's not, that. let's not do that. <laughs> Universe World coming soon to a planetarium near you. Planetarium. Um, Dave. Or not. Yes. What fuels you this morning? What fuels me this morning? I am enjoying the last little bit of our uh, Starbucks Reserve Christmas blend. Nice which is tasty. Uh, it's supposed to have a note of cheerful citrus, not some of that like angry citrus stuff. You don't want that angry <laughs> citrus in your No coffee. angry oranges no. or Floridians. No, no. Well, is that, is that redundant? Uh, only yeah. cheerful citrus uh, balanced with seasonal spice and the honeyed sweetness of marmalade. I am not always a marmalade person. Uh, I'm kind of glad I don't really taste marmalade but it's, uh, it's, it's good. And I was feeling a little foggy today. So, uh, I added some, I added, uh, a ladybird coffee bomb, some nice. happy cacao, which always makes me happy to say, cause I feel like lightning McQueen when I say it. That's so, fair. You go. Yeah, that's fair. Um, today I'm drinking, uh, it's bird rock coffee roasters out of California. They're actually pretty, uh, pretty good. So it's a French roast and French roasts are always great. Um, the, it's a washed French roast. And then the, the flavor notes, uh, baker's chocolate, caramel, and apple. 
And you can really taste those. And it's actually a really nice balance. It's not too acidic, which is great. Um, I too have a Ladybird Provision coffee bomb in here. But it's good coffee, really solid. Um, so nice. And then uh, speaking of coffee, we're running a contest right now. We are indeed. We are indeed. Thanks for everybody who's entered so far. Uh, good luck, everyone. The coffee has arrived um, because we are bringing coffee to the world because we feel it's imperative to share coffee with everybody. So you'll get three bags of coffee and capes uh, coffee. The special mug that I just show it. I got to show you this because it's really nice. It's really hard not to keep this for myself. He's that lovely noise yeah. <laughs> puts a bag, but this is a corksicle insulated Marvel coffee mug. It's beautiful. Um, it's got some really nice weight to it. Super solid. It's going to keep your coffee warm long after you've left your house and you're listening to us on your way to work. Um, so all or the to stuff play or, or, or whatever you're going with. Yeah. You're or whatever you're doing now, whoever um, wins that getaway and, or give getaway giveaway and say giveaway where you get away to the all the geek culture stuff that you like but it's a giveaway if for some reason it comes to you and it you just find that there's some like sort of generic ceramic plain mug in there you will know that john decided to keep that uh that cool marvel mug for himself and you need to let me know so that i can you know get after i would that. never do such i know you would never do that <laughs> probably probably <laughs> all right like <laughs> I don't know what happened. You got a <laughs> sippy cup. That's weird. <laughs> All right. That's that's so cool. How did you say this already? I'm sorry. I was I might have missed it. How can people a, enter the giveaway, John? A lot. There's there's a lot of people that have entered the giveaway. No, how uh, can people do it? How? How, oh, do they go how about, can people yes. do it? Uh, if you go onto our Instagram or you go onto Facebook and possibly Twitter you'll see the post for it and, and uh, it'll give you directions. You can click on the link inside of our Instagram profile um, to be able to find the page where you can enter. It's really simple. Just go into the page, click as many things as you want, get all the entries, recommend it to friends. You guys can split it. You get three bags of coffee, so you'll stay heavily caffeinated for a while. Um, you get a, the the mug from Corksicle. We're also giving away a $50 gift card to uh, Graham Cracker Comics Online, favorite comic book store of, mm. of both of us. Yes. And then uh, you get a, a series of uh, dry coffee bombs from Ladybird Provisions. We talk about them all the time. So we wanted to send those along for you guys to enjoy. And then we're going to throw in a $50 gift card to Regal Cinemas. So you and a, a friend can go grab a movie because it's kind of a thing with us. It is a thing with us. We enjoy all the all all the movies and the comics and the TV shows and all the things, and we want you to enjoy them too. We assume you do enjoy them. We that's why you're listening to us. I right. would imagine. Yeah, probably. Or you just think we're entertaining for some odd reason. Yeah, that's probably not it. <laughs> some people do, and that's okay. And thank you, thank you. If you yes. do find us entertaining, yes. awesome. Thanks so much. Great. Uh, What's next on our on our list? It's time for uh, everybody's favorite new segment, fan fiction. 
That's right. It is. Um, And so along with fan fiction, one of the things that we are going to start doing uh, is sending out a little thank you bag of coffee um, as a way to just say, hey, thanks for taking the time to leave us a comment and a review. This one comes from our friends over at Hops and Heroes on Instagram. Uh, Love the conversations we have with these guys. But he states, um, he actually had an interesting thing about Eternals. He really liked Eternals and said, uh, a few things with Eternals. I love the gods are beings from another planet concept. I liked how they did it in Prometheus as well, uh, mm. as well with the engineer concept, which is cool. If you've never seen the movie Prometheus, it falls in with the aliens kind of uh, um, canon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the characters were all very relatable and humanized. I expected very little and was pleasantly surprised. The internal conflict many of them dealt with was also well done and gave the characters some solid depth in a relatively quick fashion since we were just introduced to them. So interesting take uh, from Hops and Heroes. I really appreciate it. That was like the first person to to say those things specifically around the movie. And um I've yeah, been thinking I about heard going too many back. People really go to bat for Eternals, but I, yeah. So I'm glad that I'm glad for that. I want that to be a movie that that people really like and enjoy. I mean, that's you know that gets us back to why we call ourselves enthusiasts because you know we want these things to succeed. We yeah. want the movies and the books and the TV shows. We want them to be good. Um, and 100%. sometimes they are. Often they are. Sometimes less, but. Yep. You know, we, we want them to be good. So I'm glad when there are people that say, wow, this really, this really hit, hit the spot for me. I think that's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I've been debating watching it again since it's on Disney plus now and, and giving it a second chance. And I, yeah. you know, I'm a little bit more inspired to do that now because of uh, what they said about it. So thanks. And I do think there's a precedent in the Marvel cinematic universe. There's, there's at least been some hints that the uh, that Asgard and it's the the, the Desians of Asgard are are just people in space from another planet, not so much gods as it were. Like they were treated right. by Asgard, yeah, that they're aliens, but they're, but they're aliens of some kind. So there's there is a little bit of a theme of that, I think, in the MCU. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it's interesting, you know. It is interesting. Um, so I'll go back and watch that again and check it out. Yeah. So today, Dave, what are we talking about? We thought we would uh, take this episode, uh, number 19 here, to just talk about, you know, what kind of things are we geeking out about these days? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, this is one of those conversations. Sometimes we talk about these things a little bit in advance to get an idea of where we might be going. And uh, today was just kind of, Hey, let's just talk about what we're geeking out on. And this could be a really broad subject as well, because um, there are some things that I geek out on that kind of fall outside of the world of, of comics and movies and, uh, you know, how dare you pop culture? I know, I know. Um, Only allowed to like one type of thing. Haven't you heard that? (laughs) Yes. Stay in your lane, John. I know. I'll stay in my lane. Um, but you know, I think for, uh, I think for me, one of the things that I am geeking out on a lot 
lately has been kind of this expansion of the Suicide Squad universe with Peacemaker. Um, he's everywhere right now. Like I'm buying uh, Suicide Squad covers that are variants with him on it. You know, I'm I'm definitely going down that rabbit hole. And the only reason that's happening is because of the amazing work that James Gunn has done with it, not only in uh, with the character in the Suicide Squad, but also in the show now, Peacemaker, um, which we'll review at some point. But in John Cena, man, somebody posted uh, on, I think it was Facebook or Instagram the other day when we posted up the Black Adam pick, right? Because yeah. uh, And talked a little bit about Black Adam, like now being a little bit more exciting because we've seen Peacemaker and Peacemaker is such a high quality show and really well done. And somebody made the comment, that uh, the WWE is rescuing the DCEU. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's not, well, it's, it's a fair statement. Yeah, I, I mean, is. you know, you, you got uh, John Cena, who I think prior to this had done some movies and stuff. And he's, he's actually got pretty good comedic timing if you go back and never watch some of the other stuff that he's been in. Um, and he's not afraid to, to, be funny at his own expense oh, for sure yeah it's and that's so important in this genre of things well it's important all the time like i mean there's nothing sure. worse than an insufferable type of person that like can't take a joke at their own expense like come on you got to be able to laugh at yourself we all have foibles you gotta you gotta learn to laugh at it i think i mean i'm perfect but well okay. i mean yeah um but you know he's he's done a good job and in this show man so good so good i'm it's so really glad that james i think i'm only it. two episodes in so i don't want to you know no no spoilers on that one but yeah no no spoilers enjoyable. but can we talk about i need one of our friends to get married so that i can organize that dance from the opening credits of peacemaker <laughs> and have that be a thing i told rachel last night when we were watching the most recent episode i was like i almost wish this had come out Prior to us getting married, I would have absolutely 100% made sure this was done at our wedding. That would be hilarious and fantastic. It would have been so good. It would have been so good. Hmm. Uh, way better than the Macarena. <laughs> so much better. Better than the chicken dance. Oh, God. Better than why? Better than YMCA. <laughs> uh, yeah. But YMCA is a close second. It's classic. Like, <laughs> that's that's classic yeah it is it's true village people 1970s ish all the men dressed up as specific characters anyway maybe maybe that's not a road we need to go all right fair enough so So i will say this about uh about peacemaker um i was talking to a friend this week who's not uh not real big in the geek culture stuff doesn't really care about comic book movies or whatever um but has been watching peacemaker because he's a john cena fan oh wow and loving it and now he's like oh well do i need to do i need to go watch the suicide squad like absolutely yes yes you do yeah you absolutely Um, need to go watch that yeah that's that's cool like i never really thought about that i always kind of figured you know I guess he does have a pretty strong legion of fans. Right. And, you know, and my friend's not like a wrestling guy either, but it's just, you know, it's kind of interesting how 
different segments of a population can be brought in to a product like that or brought into a show like you know he's doesn't care at all about the comics it doesn't really other than just the stuff that's in the ether of of our culture um you know but he doesn't seek it out like we do and 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 read anything but but here's a a character that's a deep dive into a you know a, a comic world in a way comic book world but bringing in a mainstream fan if you will and that's pretty cool like i i like that that's that that's a thing that can happen i think that james gunn might be the king of bringing deep dive characters to the screen in meaningful ways yeah that's a fair point i mean as much as i've read over the years i didn't we may have talked about this on the pod that before guardians of galaxy i was kind of sort of aware who some of those characters were but i couldn't have told you anything about them I think the closest I got to anything Guardians of the Galaxy related was reading uh, the Annihilation Conquest uh, storyline in Marvel, which involved Nova and mm. Negative Zone. And yeah, um, but outside of that, I, I I remember going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy in I lived in Boston at the time, going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy on the screen and sitting down and not knowing what I was getting into. Right. And by the end, I, I went with a friend of mine and uh, she was like, well, what do you think? I was like, that was amazing. Yeah, it's hey. so funny. So entertaining. Chris Pratt, he gets a lot of grief from a lot of people just because of like, I guess his what he talks about in media and everything else. He is who he is, like, just let him be. Um, but man, he nailed Star-Lord. He did. He did. Uh, I mean, he's, he's involved heavily in a church that's pretty, pretty actively, or at least uh, maybe not actively, but is fairly anti-LGBT. So that's part of the reason he gets some pushback and that's mm-hmm. not cool. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree. But he's still a, a, an entertaining and good actor. And he has, well, as we like to say, uh, he's got the look yeah. <laughs> for Star-Lord. Yeah. He's made that character his own. And, and it's, it just makes you smile pretty much every time he, he comes on the screen. Yes. And you know, the, the voice work, it, it was really funny to think about Vin Diesel being the voice of Groot. Yes. And Bradley Cooper is the voice of Rocket. Right. And you're like, how is this going to go? If, if I didn't know Bradley Cooper was the voice of Rocket, you couldn't have convinced me that he Same. was. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Groot, Vin Diesel did such a good job with, you know, just the inflection, how many different ways you can say I am Groot <laughs> to bring like personality to that character. Right. right. You know, so anyway, uh, before we end up spending a boatload of time <laughs> exactly. on just the accomplishment. rabbit holes and, yeah. and how one, one trail holes. leads to another. Dave, what are you kind of geeking out on right now? So I have, uh, I have been, if you're watching on YouTube, you can tell, uh, I've been geeking out on Invincible lately. And not the movie with Mark Wahlberg about the <laughs> player. That's a good uh, movie, though. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but the um, the comic, the oh gosh, I'm gonna blank. Is it Image Comics? I think that does. I think so. I think. Um, and then the uh, Amazon. There's been a show on Amazon Prime. We only um, have one season so far. Yeah, they're starting but, season two though. That's the rumor. So I started watching the show. 
like, oh man, this is good. I need to start reading the books. And uh, shout out to my local library. Naperville Public Library is amazing. And I've been able to get a whole bunch of the um, the collections. So what would be the, the graphic novel versions, the trade paperback versions, only online, get to the, the online version of them and just, just read them one after the other after the other. So much so I reached my limit of, uh, of, of uh, nice. digital downloads. And now I've got to wait until February, until the, the calendar turns um, to the new month before I can keep reading. Womp womp. But, yeah, exactly. But I, I'm just so, it's such a good story. It's interesting and it's funny. Um, and if you're, you know, if you can see the background, I mean, frankly, there's a lot of blood. It's pretty violent, but in a way that's, it's graphic in the sense that it's telling the story visually and can be kind of gory too, but I feel like it earns it. You know, like these are yeah. beings that are really, really strong. And, and I like that there's collateral damage. You know, they have this two super, super strong beings and they fight each other and buildings fall on top of each other and people die and there's repercussions for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really good. Uh, I really like the developing relationship between Invincible and Eve. I think they they're both likable they're like they're looking out for each other in a way like they're just um they seem good for each other. it makes me want to root for them i don't right, know what's yeah. going to happen in the in, you know in the future of the story but um they're really good together like there's just some interesting characters and we're starting to see that uh, where i'm at that uh omni man maybe maybe has some other layers to him that he's maybe capable of more than just being a complete d-bag like it's it's pretty great. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I am all into it. And I really, really uh, hope that Amazon prime makes a, makes another season or two or three of this show. And I do like, I've noticed, um, you know, cause the, the books were written in the like mid two thousands, like 2005, right. six, seven, eight, kind of that time frame. Um, and so, you know, here we are 15 plus or so years later and the show They've created, they've made the show, the characters in the show, um, more diverse, looks more like what the real world looks like. Like the, the book is mm -hmm. pretty, pretty monochromatic. Um, so I really like that the, the, the show is updating that in ways to make it look more like the, the rest of the world. Kind of like uh, Peacemaker, like I'm looking at your background on Peacemaker and, you know, there's a, there's a wide variety of types of folks in right. Peacemaker and we're seeing that in Invincible and I think that's great. Everybody should everybody should be able to see themselves in, in the geek culture. Cause that's kind of the point of, right, of yeah. culture it's that everybody one. belongs. So I think yeah. that's been a really good, to me, that's been a positive um, update from the, from the book to the show. Yeah. I like, so I, I too kind of dove into the books. We talked about this a little bit and what, one of the things that I think I'm really enjoyed a lot about, invincible from the screen to the book is the animation mirrors the comic which is Insanely so nice so. to see yeah. because yeah. <laughs> growing up like we did there was a very clear disparity between the animation that you saw in like a superhero cartoon and then the like the art that you saw in the comic book right it it yeah. seemed as though 
you couldn't find a way to do that art justice on screen invincible and some other shows now as well right some of the uh some of the dc stuff um whatnot has has done a nice job of that they really worked hard to give that good representation on the screen and it's nice to see it starting to kind of get closer to one another um right i'm pretty sure i don't have the i don't have the stats the facts here to back me up but i my sense of it is the the same artist who draws the comic is is involved in the tv show and that's how you at least in part how you get such a seamless transition from one to the other yeah yeah i i I agree which is a great idea like yeah make the screen make the stuff on the screen look like the like the one on the book and they have and it's terrific yeah i mean there's there's a certain payoff to seeing characters that you love brought onto the big screen yeah as and in live action but there's also something about seeing that art from the pages come to life on a screen as well and it's just you know, it, it's it's just really nice to see. And right. I think that for a long time that uh, studios felt like they had to make it kid-friendly. Yeah. You know, and so the animation was geared more towards kids and not necessarily towards fans, which yeah. I understand, but, right. you know, I'm a fan. Yeah. I mean, we're, exactly. we're, you know, I'm a year away from 50. You are 50. And... I still watch cartoons in the morning on Saturdays, <laughs> like 100%. You know, I still read comic books. I still, you know, all those things. I want to see the art that I love done right on a screen and not, you know. Yeah. I, I like too that the, as the story has gone along, just about every character has depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even even Rex Splode, who is truly a d bag to begin with, has has an arc, a, a story arc that he's allowed to grow and change, and and yeah. that's been awesome. Um, you know, we're, we're they're dealing with act with with grief. We talk about that a lot, actually. How much of geek culture is characters dealing with grief? Um, sure. And Mark has to deal with that, and uh, his mom has to deal with that. Um, is it Debbie? Why am I blanking on the mom's name? Um, mom. Yeah, mom. <laughs> right. Um, we're seeing that, like the 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 complicated relationship that Eve has with her parents. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just it's, it's so they, much. Yeah. Yeah. The the writing team for that story really does a, a great job. You know, from yeah. start to finish, and yeah. um, yeah. You know, it's it's. Really it's yeah, it's beautiful. It's really well done. Artistically, storylines, the whole way. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy that one as well. Yeah. Anything else? What What are do you have other examples of stuff you're geeking out about right now? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. I'm wearing the shirt. If you guys are watching, you can see it, right? It's my Star Trek red shirt underneath the words red shirt. It says I might not make it. If you're familiar with Star Trek, you understand why. Uh, because they literally sacrifice a red shirt in like every episode of the original Star Trek series. And we don't talk about Star Trek much. We haven't yet. And you almost think that like it's kind of non-existent. But if you go to, if you do any of the subscription channels on like smart TVs these days, which are 
so much better than doing like cable, in my opinion. Um, Peacock, the Peacock channel, which is like CBS and a whole bunch of other channels all kind of joined together, oddly enough. Peacock's NBC. I know, but it's still, oh no, Paramount Network. Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, Paramount there CBS. you go. Paramount. My bad, everybody. Uh, Peacock Channel had Yellowstone on it, which I hardcore geeked out on all four seasons. Um, but on uh, the Paramount Network, they have a whole bunch of Star Trek stuff on there. And there is a cartoon show called Lower Decks. I've heard such good things about this. I have not seen it. Hilarious. It is so... I think it's so refreshing when something like Star Trek, which we grew up on as like this sci-fi drama, everything was crisis mode, like, you know, whether they were dealing with Klingons in the original or it was Q and the Borg and, you know, the next chapter or whatever it was, Romulans, you know, there was always some kind of space crisis that they had to to deal with and it was so it was always very dramatic and you know as time went on we got better special effects you know special effect filled to see right. them poke fun at themselves to see a star trek show that makes fun of star trek <laughs> is it's so good it's really really good the animation's fun on it um you know they didn't try to serious animate it but it's not like cheesy crappy animation yeah. either and the storylines, while they follow kind of a traditional Star Trek path of like, hey, we're dealing with this, and then some crisis comes along, it's humorous. The characters are, you know, super entertaining in that they're all from like the lower decks. They're like ensigns, and yeah. some of them don't care about ever being promoted other ones like work really hard to become promoted other ones just nerd out on like the job and being an engineer and all these things and they're just like they screw up and then figure out how to fix it they make fun of each other it's just it's really well done yeah and super entertaining like if you haven't watched it do it and there's some other shows there's a new one called prodigy I believe is what it's called. Another Star Trek cartoon. We're waiting to watch. Um, we're actually going to watch over the weekend and check it out because it, it looks pretty good. So kind of swinging into a, a little bit of like the Star Trek animation stuff. Yeah, we need to do some more. We, we need to do some Star Trek uh, work here on the pod. We haven't had any, as you said, we really haven't had any Star Trek. Well, there hasn't, other than what you're talking about, there hasn't been big, big Star Trek stuff in a while. Well, you got Picard. There's right? there's a lot yeah. of stuff actually on the Paramount Network. There's Picard, there's Lower Decks, there's Prodigy, which is animated as well. Yeah. And then there's another one I want to say that I just briefly saw like something about. So it's going strong on the Paramount Network. Yeah. And and that's a that's a franchise that's had a strong following for a long time. Sure. Yeah. That probably got mocked more than any other like show or comic book following in yeah, the media. Yeah, that's right. Right. Because it was Trekkies, right? Oh, he's a she or she's a Trekkie. Like that means, you know, a sort of code for weird person that likes a thing that only certain people are supposed to like or something. Well, and they even they even made that documentary called Trekkies. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. that, you know, followed some of those folks around. And there, I, I think it was the tendency of that fan base to take it into day-to-day life that that probably, you know, led to a, a little bit more ridicule than some of the others, right? So yeah. you didn't see star wars friends dressing up as stormtroopers and going to the office but there were all kinds of stories about people dressing up as starfleet officers and going to work yeah that that was their you know their thing and what they identified with um translate uh, somebody's like like translating books into klingon like i think there's a yeah yeah people learned how to speak like klingon right right. yeah and only communicated with each other in klingon like bananas but Man, I mean, more part two, if you can do that, that's pretty great. Yeah, right. I don't know. What... Now we're all Trekkies, you know, we're all just geek culture stuff is kind of ascendant in, in mainstream. So yeah, it's pretty great. But yeah, I have, uh, I've been a little away from the Star Trek universe for a while. I'm, I'll have to try to correct that. Although I don't know if I can get in to convince my family to add one more uh, streaming service to all of our. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's, it's fair. You have to like, we trade them off in our house that's a good idea we're like oh we're done binging this show over here let's sleep that one and we'll bring this other one online that's what we did after we finished watching uh yellowstone we binged yellowstone if you haven't seen that one oh man i'll tell you what i am binging right now another thing i'm geeking out right now uh my wife and i both this is outside of the typical uh geek culture world exactly but uh we're a little late to the party here i know but um Turns out uh, millions and millions and millions of people were right. Ted Lasso is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Football is life. Football is life. Football is but life. Football is also death. And, but football is mostly life. But football is mostly life. We're, yes. we're not quite through with the, uh, we're about midway through the, the second season. And oh okay. my gosh, we can't get enough. It's so great. So good. It's Jason so great Sudeikis? to have a TV show where you just feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that like, it's not humor based on somebody being embarrassed or nope. looking like a fool or I don't know. I just stuff like that, like just gets, I, I have this, I don't know, this is going to sound like self-aggrandizing and I don't mean it like that, but I just, I get empathetic with characters. And when somebody's like going through something in a show where they're, you know, they're about to be like super embarrassed by what's happening. It just, yeah. it, I get a pit in my stomach and I want to, I don't want to watch yeah, and I that's not the, the way thing. Ted Lasso is. Like it's it's hilarious and good-hearted and daggone it. I love it. And we get things like Jamie Tarty Jamie Tarty You know, and I think what makes that and and I'm so glad you're watching it now because I tried for like a year to get you to watch it it feels like. Yeah. Um and it is because I knew you'd love it. I knew you and Joanne would would love it. Rachel yep. and I couldn't get enough of it. You know, we ripped through yep. the episode so fast. And it's because Jason Sudeikis does such a phenomenal job caring for everybody. Yeah. Like right. just, just genuinely right. wanting to see the best in everyone, almost to a detriment of himself, mm-hmm. right? Um, until uh, <laughs> Coach Beard, right? He's um, so great. 
makes the comment to him uh, over you know pints in the in the pub one night that like wins do matter yeah to these yep. guys that was a great scene that was a, a, a such a good scene you know and it really like rang home with ted and because his main thing was we're just gonna help these guys become the best versions of themselves that they can be and the wins will happen and you yeah. know coach beard was was honest with him there's right. that honesty of like they don't matter to you but they matter to these guys like this is their life yeah um i beard's kind of the unsung hero there like i don't think he's quite reached samwise ganji uh status in that regard where Ooh, i think I you can make the case that. that samwise is the uh is the true hero of that story uh, yeah. or at least i would make that case i don't think it's quite that far but i mean right. he's 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 the super important largely quiet partner there and and i really really like that role too i do too and and you know it's it's chock full of amazing amazing actors um yeah. you know and characters roy kent mm-hmm. so good just in his his interaction just, with his niece it's so funny and so good it's, yeah, it's right. yeah. The whole show just you just end up feeling good about everything, even when bad stuff happens. Yeah, like it's not happening because you know of some crazy unrealistic situation. They're just human moments, right? Yeah, and you it's see so the human good. aspect of them. Um, like Danny when he at the very beginning of season two and like the opening scene goes to do the free kick and accidentally hits the dog mm-hmm. and kills the dog and how traumatizing that is to him until, you know, they bring in that, the, the team psychologist who, and you know, all of a sudden, like you quoted earlier, he's like, football is life. Football is also death, but mostly football is life. And he's just back on track. And you're like, man, this is, it's, this is life. Like, this is how life goes. Um, I'm also a big uh, Premier League soccer fan. Okay. I have been for years. Uh, MLS too. So this show has some other aspects to it for me that I'm like, oh, I love this. I get to watch soccer and humans. I saw a thing on on social media recently. This is like, I feel like I want to get into, something posted, I want to get into Premier League football. Cause I want to get up at 5 a.m. on a Saturday to be disappointed. <laughs> 5 a.m. I will tell you, like years watching watching Premier League and checking, you know, scores on ESPN. You know, I am a sports guy. I think we're both yeah. sports guys, yeah, right? For sure. We've we've talked about you know sports people being fanatics and geeks and geeking out on their stuff. Uh, MLS. And Premier League soccer are two things that I have definitely over my life. I used to be a season ticket holder for the Portland Timbers. Nice. Um, missed that like stadium. Such a cool experience. But there is also, yeah, like you get let down. Um, yeah. You know, it happens. Yep. Anyway, but Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Man, so good. So good. Um, you got any others? Just yeah, I've been getting back into a kind of along the same lines of, of Peacemaker. I find myself, and we were going to talk about this as kind of our theme, and I think we'll we'll shelve it for a little bit, but really getting into uh, examining Harley Quinn's uh, kind of evolution mm-hmm. as a character. 
right? And as I mentioned, you know, in our conversation, one of the many conversations we had over the course of the week, it really seems that Harley's appearance in things is almost like a jumping off point for like successful storylines um, for the DC entertainment universe. Yeah. Right. Especially, and we're rewatching this now, but it's gotta be my favorite animated, uh, favorite animated, like comic book themed show. I know we just talked about invincible and invincible is great, but the Harley Quinn uh, cartoon. So good. It's really funny. It is hilarious. I didn't know what to expect going into it. I was like, right. oh, well, so they're going to do this probably like Justice League or something yeah. like that. Nope. <laughs> not like the Justice no, League not even series or anything like no. that. It is violent at times, uh, bloody at times. Mm -hmm. Super <laughs> profane. Yeah, super profane, which... Look, guys, I want to throw this out there. You can be appreciative of people being respectful and you can be appreciative of manners and all these other things and really appreciate a good F-bomb being dropped in a <laughs> show. Absolutely. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like right. have fun with it. Like, it's yes. okay to be human. It's okay to have yeah. a sense of humor. It's oh okay gosh, to do yes. those things. Um, and Harley Quinn nails it but i think what is even what makes it even better is she is a testament of like an abused underappreciated like woman who finds her own way and escapes like and we all know there isn't yeah. a single person out there who's going to be like joker's a really good guy <laughs> He's just he misunderstood. He's just misunderstood, man. Yeah, no. He was really good to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, right. But and and it's an extreme case of that. But I mean, you know, it's it's a great storyline to see the evolution of her come into her own and not want to be a sidekick anymore and take on the world. And there's some of that, like I don't want to be a sidekick anymore. Stuff that comes out in like the cartoon series Young Justice, which mm -hmm. I've been watching as well. <clears throat> so that's always cool. But it, it really kind of hits home with the Harley Quinn cartoon. So yeah, and her character really in general. Yeah, yeah. the relationship uh, between her and and Ivy, especially, it's just the relationship with her and Ivy, yeah. especially. Yeah, yeah. That's, and and that's, I don't mean necessarily just the romantic relationship, but just the the broad the term relationship, the friendship that becomes romantic that and they explore all that and what that means for their friendship and everything else like it's 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 i think it's really well done yeah and we get king shark and <laughs> clayface and clayface is voiced by uh one of our favorites we've talked about before alan tudor oh that's right yeah he's so good he's very talented i have not watched resident alien yet um i watched a few episodes of the first season i think they just started a second season i did not get all the way through it okay. but it's he's great it's it's interesting he's always it's great fun. yeah man the the saddest moment in cinematic history oh, for me come on i know what you're i am say. a leaf on the wind oh. oh god so brutal oh i did hear however 
somebody, some network somewhere, this is exciting. The nerd in me is really excited for this one. Fireflies getting a comeback. Really? I had not heard that. Firefly is going to get a comeback. Apparently it's going to be the story of like Mel during the war. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm cool with that. You can put Nathan Fillion back in. It'll be a little weird because it'll look older, but yeah, whatever. Nathan Fillion's great. Yeah. Um, but man, that that show, short lived, yes, was so good. And then the movie, I remember watching the movie and just being like, I can't believe this didn't do more, like right. make more. It had so much heart to it. Yes, yeah. so much heart to it. But Alan Tudyk's like loss in that movie oh just like even now like my throat's like tightening up it's like mm, oh. yeah it was heart-wrenching for sure heart-wrenching yeah. um dave what else are you geeking out on all right so uh again thanks to the library i'm gonna show up uh i've been reading a book called black hammer it's uh oh, it disappears I can't yeah it's disappearing man yeah anyway so once again, um, this one was, I found this, it's been around for a little bit, uh, a few years, 2017, maybe it was made. Um, but I heard an interview uh, on another podcast with a, a guy named Terry Gant, and he's the owner of Third Coast Comics here in the Chicago area. Okay. Um, and he's, uh, he was asked, you know, what's something people should check out that they haven't yet and he mentioned this black hammer book and i'm like all right i'll check that out right and, and i literally checked it out thank you again to the library because libraries are awesome um and uh and it's it's really good so i'm like six issues in and it's really interesting it's the idea is there's this team of heroes that saved the world but somehow in the saving of the world ended up trapped in some like small town thing uh and they they can't leave the town. They're like living on this farm together. Right. They haven't really, at least so far, they haven't figured out why they're trapped or why they can't leave. Other people can come and go from the town, but they can't leave the town somehow. That's an old Twilight Zone episode too. There's like a, a similar old Twilight Zone. It scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Where like an alien puts a giant dome down on top oh, of yeah. a town and people yeah. can't get out and they go down the road and all of a sudden yeah. they see headlights coming towards them. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And every now and then the lid lifts up like a dinner plate and they <laughs> just pluck a person out. I assumed as a kid to eat them. That's <laughs> right. Sure. Right. Why else? Um, yeah. but it's interesting that somebody's taken that because that was a terrifying idea, right? The idea of the, like, being trapped somewhere. Yeah. So I would imagine I, I'll have to check out that book because it, yeah, it's really good. So it's kind of a it's you know it's ostensibly a superhero story, but it's kind of also a kind of a in a in a horror ish setting, and you know, and really exploring the relationships therein, and it's so it's 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 really pretty good. Um, that reminds me actually, oh, I got to look it up now. Um, where did I find it? Let me find that thing. Uh, there was, uh, ah, yes. So there's a book series written by a guy named Peter Kleins called X Heroes. If you've never read it, there's a series of, it's a series, um, and it's 
essentially like the zombie apocalypse. Okay. But there's the superheroes that are also part of the surviving groups that help to keep everybody alive and uh, everything else. And so, but there's super villains still alive. So there's, you know, but it's, hmm. it's so good. I, I read through all of the books. There's, I think there was like four and really well-written, very engaging, really interesting how, you know, they address the idea of, of being a superhero and what that looks like and how these people got to where they are. And then, you know, the role that they take on as not only a, a hero anymore, but ultimately like a massive line of defense against an apocalypse oh, wow. for the last surviving members of, you know, anything. And in later books, they come across like military base that's still operational and what that, you know, looks like. And if you've ever seen any post-apocalyptic anything, when you find that military base, it just usually doesn't work out well. Right. Yeah. Which I do want to throw this out there. Having been in the military and knowing lots and lots of people in the military, I don't think it's fair that in every apocalyptic show there is, the military base ends up being just solely populated by psychopaths. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's, generalization. That's not fair. Yeah. I get it. We're furthering the plot. Yeah. But come on, guys. You can find something. Find something else, right? They're not all going to end up just going drunk with power. Like, there's, there's solid solid members of the military who would do anything to try and help protect and save like um well see maybe that's the problem maybe maybe the, assu the assumption there is that all of the uh all the folks that were in, in that base that were more selfless in their approach had already given their lives in defense and all that are left are the are the narcissistic uh ones that are running the base but still your point is well taken yeah I mean, it's Possible. It shouldn't require such a uh, such a uh, end around to figure out why that's. Yeah, just, come yeah, on, guys. Yeah, no, it's not fair. Um, man, and I just had a thought about something else I was I was nerding out on recently uh, that I I'm now lost. I can't. I can't think of it. Well, uh, one other one I got through was um, Bebop Cowboy, the live action show on Netflix. I stopped after one episode well apparently so did most people because i guess it <laughs> got canceled <laughs> and got i remember thinking i think in like the third episode i'm like what is happening here do i really do i really want to keep going and it turned into one of those shows that i just i would kind of have on while i was like while in I was the background or something or yeah well or like it was on the on the elliptical or or something and yeah. and i ended up really liking it really yeah the ending pretty damn dark so cowboy bebop yeah right is uh did i say bebop cowboy it's cowboy bebop isn't it it's cowboy yeah, bebop sorry. you said cowboy bebop okay you're good yeah I thought maybe you're I said you got it right cowboy which is some weird version of some like movie from the 70s or something but no. probably it's all right um but that's a very classic anime right like, i'm aware around for i just haven't seen i haven't seen the, the right. anime and it's, I mean, it's one of those that's revered, right? Yeah. In the anime circles, there's a, there's a number of those stories, but it's, 
it's classic, I think, on the level of things like Robotech, Macross, Saga, um, and some others, but uh, Akira, which is great, great film. Um, Trigun, lots and lots of like really great anime and Cowboy Bebop was, has been in that. And so I think expectations were super high to see this brought to the, to the screen and you had a good cast and you had, yeah. uh, you know, some good special effects. But even as someone who enjoyed the anime, after episode one, I was like, it's too, it, it just felt like it didn't hit the mark. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I wouldn't say I'm geeking out over it, so maybe it doesn't belong in this list, but, but it had a weird vibe of, from being like, trying to be kind of like super serious and scary with all the vicious stuff to like kind of campy mm -hmm. in some of the yeah. adventures and whatnot and it it's it didn't it, it for me it wasn't a tremendous mix right yeah yeah um i think uh, you know shifting gears into something else that i've been geeking out on there's been a lot from this particular creator in social media lately um, Rob Leefield. Uh, Rob Leefield, if you know who he is, was you know the guy who created Cable, Deadpool. Um, he created Image Comics back in the early '90s, um, and we we just recently hit a, an anniversary for Deadpool, right? So Deadpool's 30th anniversary since wow. he was created. And he just did a whole bunch of uh, variant covers for a lot of books that included Deadpool in it. But he's been posting a lot and he's been posting a lot about some of the image stuff that he did way back in the day. And um, man, it, it's, there was some amazing stuff done with Image Comics. Just absolutely amazing back when they launched and really relevant at the time. Um, and so I've been just kind of falling back into that little bit of nostalgia and enjoying like looking back at the evolution of Rob Leefield's work and, um, you know, appreciating his contribution to the comic book industry, because really it's, it's pretty significant um, if you take a look at it. And, you know, on top of that, it leads me back down the path of like doing things like, you know, rewatching Deadpool, um, you know, and Deadpool is one of those that, like I put on in the background when I'm out in the, the garage working out. Like I love, it's just one of those that's fun to work out to. Cause every now and then when you're taking a little breather, you look up and no matter where you're at in the movie, Ryan Reynolds is cracking some joke. Right. Um, I will say this. We have been at our house obsessively trying to find the PG 13 version. Yeah. Of Deadpool two. Yeah. It is nowhere to be found on any digital platform at all. Really? Yeah. Wow. You can't get it on Vudu. You can't get it on Amazon. Huh. Nothing. And both Rachel and I are like, we have to watch this. Because you have mentioned a number of times yeah. that you actually think it's better than the rated R version. I think I enjoyed it more. Yeah, I did. With the the interactions with Fred Savage and, and all that. Like, it's, it's next level funny, I think. Um, well, it, yeah, I saw the, uh, we looked up 
some stuff on YouTube, like little clips yeah. of Deadpool and, and Fred Savage. Yeah. They're only like a couple that are available and it, and it looks so funny. Like, yeah, looks so funny. Um, so yeah, so Rob Leefield and, uh, and watching weird how that happens. Like just that something just suddenly just, you can't get it. And in this day, I wonder age, if that one's think, it's think everything's time. available. Well, yeah, maybe because it was sort of a Christmas centric thing but still, yeah maybe i don't know i mean i don't think you can get like the ewok christmas special well that's true thank or God. the the original star wars holiday special thing that everybody nope. said was terrible because yeah, it was because <laughs> it was yeah. so bad i don't really remember oh uh, hey well everybody what about you what are you geeking out to lately let us know Leave us a comment on Instagram or, or Facebook or, uh, or Twitter or send us an email, um, all those things. Uh, leave us a comment on, uh, on YouTube. I don't even know. Do we have comments out available on YouTube? I'm not yeah, sure. people can leave comments okay, on good. YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Like leave a comment on YouTube. Yeah. And again, if we read your comment as part of fan fiction, guys, we will uh, we'll send you some coffee maybe. Send you out some coffee and you can enjoy coffee. Yay, free stuff. Yeah. Everybody likes free stuff. Yeah, we just like giving stuff away because we do like giving stuff away. And what better to give away than coffee? Coffee, comic books, all the all the stuff that fuels us and keeps us going through day to day life. <laughs> yes. And gives us things to talk about like today. Yeah. I feel like today was all over the map. Like we were just kind of like. But that's the beautiful thing about geek culture. It takes you all over the map, right? There's so True. much. And we're still just scratching the surface, obviously, like just the things that are on our radar right now that right. I would love to find something new, just like this Black Hammer thing where I'd never heard of it. But now it's on my radar. I'm like, oh, I got to check this out. And and so I did. And, you know, so please, we, we want to hear your your suggestions, the things that you're enjoying right now, because we're always up to to learn about something new. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they don't even have to be like, you know what, they don't have to be geek culture related. Right. Let us know what you're into. Like there are things that are not geek culture related that I am hardcore. I hardcore nerd out on like CrossFit. Anybody that knows me knows I nerd out on CrossFit pretty hard. That's <laughs> um, true. Yeah. So, well, thanks everybody for like giving us a listen as always. And I'm so glad, John, that despite your shirt, you did make it through the episode. I did. You I did. did not have to sacrifice John for the sake of the episode. No, but it would be great to have the ability to animate like a laser bolt right? and just I explode yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to make that happen. Production yeah. team, make that happen. Yeah. If anybody out there in the world has like the ability to make that happen, you let us know. We'll send you the file if you can make a <laughs> pew, pew, <laughs> explosion happen. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, we hope you had a good time. We know we did. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>